So how's things going otherwise, man? Um, with you, with work, with life, everything. It's been a while. We haven't seen know, each other man. and talked for, for a few months. It was a nice break. I really needed it. Though. Yeah, sure thing. Sure thing. Uh, just, yeah, just work. I mean, everything else, I guess, okay. You know, just uh, try to keep busy and just, you know, whatever. But things, other things are okay, I guess. Did and, you see uh, Godzilla minus one? Oh, yeah. It's yeah, I didn't get to see it yet. Oh, I don't. Now, I guess better. they got the black and white now. They released minus uh, minus one minus color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it looks really I good. Um, the uh, I've heard it's nothing a, but amazing things. What's up for an Oscar? Um, yeah, yep. It, it is. I think Joe. It's one of the best uh, of the series. Really, um, it's very I, reminiscent. I it's probably best is the. Uh, it's, since it's probably the best since the first very first Godzilla film. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah, it's it's right in line with like as far as the seriousness of the first mm-hmm. one and also Shin Godzilla. But it's it's okay. it's probably got the most compelling human story of any Godzilla film wow. because it really builds up the human drama for the first twenty minutes of the movie. Okay. You know, in a way that's these characters have depth. There's a real story to them. You know. So, yeah, it's yeah, excellent. I, we'll talk more I, about I, it because definitely go sure, see it if sure. you can. If you can, go yeah. see it. It's worth yeah. it. <laughs> sure. Oh, hey, bonjour, Fred. How are you? Hey, bonjour, bonjour. Comment allez-vous? Yes, man, I'm oui. doing great. Un petit amount. Enough to get myself in trouble. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes, I can ask for a bunch Don't of cheese. Je voudrais beaucoup de fromage, s'il vous plaît. You know? Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's been about uh, 30 years since I've taken French in college, so uh, it's, I'm I a little it. rusty. <laughs> I totally get it. I have to practice my English anyway, so that's fine. <laughs> well, between your 96% proficiency in English and my 4% proficiency in French, <laughs> I think we're going to be great. Yeah, we we can do it in English for sure, man. Don't worry. We we tripian tripian. Um, it is really great to meet you. Welcome to Heavy Metal Horror. Yeah. Thank you very much, man. Great to meet you too, guys. Yeah, we yeah. Here. Uh Will uh, Ryan be uh, joining us? Uh, unfortunately, uh, no, no, he's, he he will not be joining us. He's he's busy tonight. Okay, no problem. Um. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Uh, we are really excited about this show, and uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna ask all kinds of fun questions. We're gonna have a good time, and sure, just looking forward to getting to know you a little bit and hear more about uh, Sons of Arrakis because we're both fans. So yeah, absolutely, yeah. totally great to hear, man. I'm really yeah. stoked that that you guys listened to the album and and liked it. It's really important for us to yeah you know it's really flattering actually so thank you guys um, our, our pleasure so yeah, we're our gonna pleasure. do our amazing intro and then we're gonna get right to the uh right to the show how's that that's great sounds yeah. good man excellent this is richard clark and joe katie of among these asses and you are listening to heavy metal horror podcast I am Montag, Master of Illusion. What goes up must come down, but not always. 
Hey, this is Chop Top, and stay tuned because this one's going to be beautiful. <laughs> and you are watching and listening to Heavy, heavy metal, metal Horror. <laughs> oh, kiddies, kiddies, tonight we've got Frederick Couture, vocals and guitars for a band called Sons of Arrakis. Fred, welcome hey. to Heavy Metal Horror. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me, man. Really, really stoked to be here tonight. Uh, it's, it's our pleasure. Um, we are really excited because we're not only are we both fans of stoner, doom metal, uh, but we're also Herbert fans. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah so it's, I'm going to be nerding out. I'm really excited to get the nerd out <laughs> with someone who likes uh, doing as much as you guys obviously do. Um, of course. We like to kind of start off with some background questions, and we're going to have a lot yeah. of fun questions. And 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 uh, you know, we we try to do things that other podcasts don't do. You know, kind of ask the questions and have things that are a little more interactive with our guests. That's so, perfect. Um, but we'll start with some kind of broad base questions yeah. for you. Uh, when did you first get into music? Oh man, that's it's, it's been a long time. Actually, I've been uh, into music since I'm a kid, since I'm uh, seven years old. Actually, I I learned to play piano. Um, I had piano lesson at home. So yeah, basically, it's been a really really long time. But uh, you know, I've always been into music. My mother and father uh, always put put music on. You know, Neil Young, like. Uh, uh, Nirvana unplugged when I was a kid and really influenced me. Uh, and you, you know, some some music uh, in French from Quebec and Montreal that are really influenced me as well. But you know, mainly uh, rock and roll music. Uh, I've been introduced to to metal, heavy metal, by my father when I was ten, and quickly wanted to learn music in. To learn to play guitar after that, for sure, it was it was something that really hit me. Uh, when I was in in high school, I actually played in a orchestra and I played bass. I was the the lucky one to play bass. So, uh, cool. So yeah, man, for sure. And after after that, there was also man uh, this movie. When I was a kid, I was maybe ten years old or eleven years old, and it just fucking floored me. Uh, um, you know, Jack Black. <laughs> with a school of rock and all that shit um that that really turned me on into rock and roll music and all that stuff so so yeah um and then of course my father when he introduced me to metal music it was he uh immediately talked to me about black sabbath you know uh um the first album he ever bought as a teenager was uh master of reality so he 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 did the same for me actually bought he mm-hmm. bought it for me it was a gift and uh, yeah for sure i listen to it every time and it's uh it's my go-to album um for when it comes to metal and, and stoner rock music i always listen to to this particular album mm-hmm. uh, yeah one of my favorite mm-hmm. so it was a black sabbath that kind of got you into the whole stoner metal vibe then Yes, the metal vibe actually. Yes, actually, it was more about rock and roll for me when I was a mm. kid. Mm-hmm. After that, you know, I played music in uh, several bands. I, I played in a band called Reckless Ride. <laughs> it was kind of cheesy rock and roll music. We were really into glam rock music and all nice. that kind of 
shitty shit. <laughs> yeah, go through a lot of hairspray and wear the neon spandex. Yeah, the makeup. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, it was a little bit more like Guns N' Roses kind of okay. glam rock. So it wasn't like air metal. It was more yeah. like rock and roll, like Aerosmith. Yeah. And, sure, right. And the Rolling Stones, and then yeah, groin rock. It's a, yeah, yeah, rock you play with your groin. Yeah, I get it. And yeah, that that really, uh, uh, you know, it really forged me because uh, those early years of music when I with my band since I was maybe I for I formed that band when I was uh, 15 years old, and we played a lot a lot of small gigs around Quebec area, Montreal area, and it was pretty fun. And it just it just really forged uh, what I am to, what I am today as a musician. Yeah. Uh, and then I played after that in, um, yeah, in the this band called the Hazy Tones uh, from Montreal as well. I played bass and I uh, uh, recorded everything for the first album. Uh, I recorded basically drums, bass, um, get, the guitars, and all that stuff. I was kind of the producer of the the first uh, the first LP for for the Hazy Tones, and after that I. Uh, yeah, I was a little bit tired of this band and I decided to start my own project, Sons of Araki, Sons of Araki. So, yeah, that's pretty much the the story behind this. Nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, I started music and all. That's good. So what's the what's the metal scene in Montreal like? The metal scene in Montreal is really it's cool. It's beginning it's beginning to take form a lot. There's a lot of underground bands um and for example, the AZ Tones, there's A Sound, there's Sorceress, Occult Witches that play a lot of Mon- in Montreal. There is uh, Sum, uh, a band from Montreal that is a little bit more on the sludgy side. Um, uh, there's a lot of cool stuff actually, but it's it's still in the under underground. There there's a, a bigger band called um, uh, Dope Tron. I'm sure you know. Uh, that band do you know this band Dopetron okay. so, but they uh, they really uh, they're really um, well known in the Montreal area and the uh, Doom Sludge and Stoner rock scene they're uh, I think they're like uh, way uh, ahead of us a little bit and mm-hmm. then in then in Toronto there's uh, really cool bands as well there's Ox that we play often with them well when we reach we we try to reach in the middle actually we did a a tour last year in the winter uh 2000 2022 yeah we did a tour with them uh in the winter and it was really cool man it was it was in quebec in uh, in ontario we played maybe eight gigs together and it was cool and there's a lot of uh there's also Tumble that I really like from Toronto. There's uh, Electric Cactus, uh, Low Orbit, that is really a band uh, that I really like, and they are really cool guys as well. So, yeah, you know, all of, of those bands revolve around the Canadian music scene, but it's hard to build something really solid. But with uh, Ryan, actually, from Black Throne Production, we try to 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 build something that is really um, consistent enough to do uh, to tour and mm-hmm. consistent enough to 
invite people from and bands from the outside of of Canada to come mm-hmm. come and gig with us. Um, yeah, yeah, you're only a few hours away from us. We're in Northern Ohio, so yeah, you're, yeah, you're not too far away. Um, yeah, it's really actually it's really close. Uh, you know, from Montreal, New York City is maybe six seven hour drive, and it's kind of the same from Montreal to, to Toronto. It's a maybe five or six hour drive. So mm-hmm. yeah. You know, it's really, we're really near from each other for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to get you to come down to the States. That would be awesome. Yeah. Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. 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 That would be really, really cool. Actually, we're looking to find a way to get in, but as you know, it's really complicated for the visas. Right. Yeah. They changed the visa laws a couple years ago. And I know it's a big, a lot of hoops to jump through and uh, you got to get your passports. And it used to be such an open and porous border, but it's not anymore. Yeah, it isn't. No, it is really complicated. And if you if we want to, let's say, work mm-hmm. in the United States, you have to get get a B2 visa, um, which is a really long process. Actually, it's maybe a three months process to have uh, the visa. And it's really expensive as well. It yeah. got way more expensive than a couple years ago. So, yeah. But, so you I know, guess... it's, a, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of getting the right opportunity. Yeah, we'll just have to come see you then. We'll just make a road trip yeah. shop. We're going to go see Sons yeah, of Arrakis. We're going to go see Sons of Arrakis. Yeah, yeah, we're going to go. We're going to go to Quebec. Yeah, um, go. Montreal. Go that'd be Montreal. awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, wh- what do you think about stoner or doom metal? Works so well with the concept of Dune. You know. Yeah, you yeah. How do you, how do how do those meld for you? I think it's, uh, it's it just got natural for me. Uh, you know, I was in that band called the Easy Tones and all that stuff. So, it, it basically at first we didn't consider our, ourselves um, as playing stoner rock music. They basically just adopt <laughs> adopt what we do, uh, and they just basically, um, you know, the, this the stoner rock niche is really people are really inviting. Uh, people are really like almost a small, a small family, and they just adopt us. Uh, mm-hmm. And when and after that, it it got clear uh, for the second album with the Hazy Tones that they were really much into this tone rock and doom scene, and they just assumed that. And it's kind of the same thing with uh, with Sons of Arrakis. You know, when I uh, when I composed and wrote the lyrics for the, the for volume one the first album i just immediately got you know it's, it wasn't even a question i do i do what i do you know it's stone rock music rock and roll music metal music and just revolved around that um, and it's always been like that you know the first the first album that i really got into when i was a kid was master of reality from black sabbath so just uh, it's just logical it's just a it's like a natural extension mm-hmm. yeah it was a natural yeah. extension yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. just yeah. the continuity of all of this it's just a natural extension of what i do since mm-hmm. i'm a, since i'm a kid so yeah so does that your fan being a fan of frank herbert and his dune books do you think that that music works really well with his science fiction concepts because other bands yeah. uh, another we we interviewed books. michelle langevin of voivod and they yeah. do science fiction and things like that, um, but it's very different, you know, Prague and metal. Um, do you think there's a really good connection? Like when you think about Dune, 
and Frank Herbert. Yeah. Um, and this, you know, because uh, my previous only experience of hearing a song about Dune, which is what made me love this band even more, was Iron Maiden's To Tame a Lady. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay, these guys. Okay, yeah, they're my band. Um, <laughs> but when I, within like five seconds of hearing your your album, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm sold. Because I love that sound. And hearing like another group of nerds writing songs about Dune, I'm like, okay, these guys are going to be <laughs> friends. We're going to be blood brothers, you know? Um, yeah, so just, you know, the spice yeah. must flow, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and the question at first, I, I, I don't think I, I uh, responded well to the question, actually. Yeah. The, the, the question at, at the base was, uh, why do you think like Stoner Rock and Dune fit together yeah. that well? You know, there's this idea of, uh, of desert rock music as well in stoner rock, doom rock. There's this stoner rock music and desert rock music, like Caius, so, you know, like Caius, for example. Yeah, for sure. I think that that fits because it's um, it's just a vibe, you know. Yeah. Sure. This music re- kind of reminds the deep desert from Doom in a way. Mm-hmm. I think the like Caius reminds the the desert and for example near palm string desert and all that stuff mm-hmm. so yeah there's you know it's like there's connecting connection be- between the two uh, kind uh, between dune and desert rock music for sure yeah, it makes sense now i can totally yeah. see that yeah the vibe the vibe is very similar yeah because you're actually you're, you're visualizing that in your head as yeah, you're probably, so you know, try. doing the riff or whatever, and you're visualizing it's a desert kind of, it's desolate, yeah. all these kind of visions and stuff from the Dune novels and whatnot. Exactly. So, yeah. It's kind of a picture that we can, yeah, depict in our head for sure when you listen to that music. And there's also a, a big a science fiction and like kind of cinema, cinematic kind of vibe into <laughs> our music that we try to infuse as much as possible. Like, uh, droning effects like uh, orchestral guitars, uh, like Francis do that are really cool. For example, in, in our song Abomination, there's a really big orchestration of many guitars, many l- guitars that are layered together. Yeah, that's that's our kind of thing that we do to have like this sim- cinematic um, kind of vibe. Nice. Yeah, and you, and you definitely, as a listener and a fan, you definitely get that vibe when you're listening to your guys' music. Mm-hmm. It, that comes across exactly. Like first time I heard what song was the first time I, I said, "Oh, Sunzer, I'll check this out." And I was just like, "Oh yeah," it just hit me right there. I was, I was in it, and I was like, "I was a fan." That was it. After that, so. totally cool. But yeah, you do get that. For yeah, you do get that effect, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's it's a great sound, you know. So, mm-hmm. so what? What do you mean? What about Herbert's? masterpiece saga dune yeah <clears throat> do you love so much i really love this because there's so much things that are um that are close to us in a way you know that science fiction is a is a mirror of our society and i think this is really interesting about you know, frank herbert's dune is when you 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 know when you concentrate more uh, about you know, it's really geo. There's like a political uh, tension in the book that I really like. Um, there's a, a matter of about the control of the resources, for example, in the Middle East. That we can definitely do a parallel between those things. Um, 
AI, you know, the, um, you know, artificial intelligence is more and more important in, in to, in, we talk uh, more and more about AI in our society and, and, you know, it, it's questioned in the Dune novel, they, they got rid of the technology, got rid of the computer. And this is, um, this is really interesting because it's really something that we'll have to face maybe in, in 100 years or 200 years. And, you know, it's just interesting to, to see what's up. And mm -hmm. it's just this vision, uh, Frank Herbert's vision is so rich. It's so interesting. There's so many, there's so many themes that are cool. You know, it's, you can, it's ethics it's like philosophy it's like um, politics at the same time it's like uh, this is what interests me the most because um, uh, first of all I'm a geography and history teacher as well wow, oh, cool. first, wow. really so, cool yeah. but I'm really interest, interested into all of those uh, yeah all of those topics are really interesting for me mm -hmm. that's why I really love Frank Herbert's yeah, he's a he's a stellar writer, um, and I I love how subtle he works in like the Bene Gesserit, you know, like their program spans thousands and thousands of years, and that's what about those Dune books? There are thousands of years between them sometimes, yeah. and and you see the effects of like this breeding programs and like the subtle hints yeah. of like laying the message of the Bene Gesserit and of the the, the Messiah, all these themes that he brings in. Uh, and then the, uh, the politics and then the, the ecology, you know, yeah. and, and it's yeah. so, so complex and masterfully done. It is. It is. Yeah. Totally. Um, Dune for, for decades was my favorite book uh, until I read God Emperor of Dune, which I think yeah. uh, was better. I, I, I just, I was just, it was one of the few books where I read it and I did not want to get to the end. Like I, I enjoyed spending so much time with Leto in his massive scary worm form because yeah. his character was so intriguing. And because he had all the yeah. memories of all the, all yes. the Reverend mothers. And it, it's like, you could, you could just sit and listen to him talk because he knew the history of like everything and could yeah. see everything, you know, and his grand plan of the scattering. And, you know, it's just like, the, the the scope of the of his scale is just majestic it's unparalleled in any other fiction i i, I can't anything there's nothing close to it yeah he's a really complex um yeah character for sure leto and the god emperor um but you know he's kind of vulnerable and that's kind of interesting man uh, uh there's a, a song about in sons of arachis that talks about this the this character actually it's called Omniscient Messiah is our second second uh, single from uh, volume one and it really influenced me um, uh, this book the God Emperor really influenced me in writing this song and it talks about you know this this he knows everything basically he's like omnis omniscient is that what omniscient yeah. Omniscient, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Sorry, sorry about that. Oh no, no, and, you're fine. I wouldn't know how to say it in French, so you are perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah thank you, man. And I don't even speak I, English that well half the time, so that's true. Chop, yeah. Chop's barely speaks English, Perfect. so it's okay. <laughs> so at the same time, he's you know he knows everything. He knows 
the future, what's going to happen and all that stuff. But at the same time, he uh, I don't want to spoil anything. Spoil, spoiler alert, but he dies at the end of the fucking right. book. And, and this is it. There's everyone is vulnerable in a way, you know? Yeah. And it, it, it kind of, in this particular, particularly really interested me. Um, it really floated me at the end, you know, he, he's, he died. Oh, mm -hmm. that is possible. He's, yeah. Anyway. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's sad. Really it's really interesting to be in, in the head of this powerful character. Mm -hmm. For 400 pages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's mesmerizing um, and terrifying, you know, and, yeah. And even though he knows he's going to die, like he knows it's going to happen, but he has to do it. Like this is his sacrifice yeah. because if exactly. he doesn't, if he doesn't die, then his big plan for humanity isn't going to happen. And he yeah. knows it's going to be thousands of years after his death that this, this consciousness is going to awaken and kind of bring people back, you know, yeah. and, and, and provoke humanity to once again, kind of take over for themselves. But, and, it's, but at the same time, really terrible because, Uh, as you may know, like Paul Paul Atreides is like just bail out on on the, this golden path, and mm -hmm. he saw this and he saw what would happen. You know, he saw this violence and and just bail out on everything. Yeah, but but you know, the God Emperor has to do it, but it has consequences for thousands of years after that. You know, oh yeah. After, yeah, yeah, and and you know the the next single for. For uh, Sons of Arrakis that we release on uh, um, on February at the end of February is called the Scattering. You know, mm. it's called mm -hmm. it's it's in in this in this uh, you know it talks about the the the, the scattering and what happens right. after death of uh, of uh, the God Emperor. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's an intriguing concept. Um, it's it's one of the things at first about dune that i i didn't like was that by the time you get to even like the third book and the, or by the time you get to god emperor like all the characters i fell in love with the first book are gone you yeah. know like but you you have that string that thread that continues on through leto you have that thread that continues on because no matter who's alive or dead the bigger plans are still going on whether it's the yeah. Ixians or whether it's the Tlilaxu or the Bene Gesserit, there's always these like plans within designs, within schemes, yeah. you know, and it's like, okay, it doesn't matter who's alive because this big picture is still going on. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that's what, yeah. That's yeah. what is really interesting about Dune. It's like plans within plans and, and, you know, it's always, there's, it's not like predictable, It's unpredictable, and that's what made mm -hmm. make this story uh, intriguing. Mm -hmm. And that's maybe that's that's why I really like Frank Herbert in Dune. Yeah, in general, I think it's really, you know, you you can't you can't like figure out what's happening. It's always changing, and yeah, it's always changing direction almost. Yeah, he doesn't spoon spoon feed you. You know, he doesn't yeah. give explanations for things. His actual writing style was pretty, pretty spare as far as like details. It's just enough to let you know what's going on, but he gives you enough so that you can imagine, you can kind of fill in the details. Um, yeah, that's what I, I, that's what I really like about this too, is that there's not, yeah, for sure there's descriptions and all that stuff, but 
um, there's explanation sometimes, but you know, uh, not always. Like a, like a chair dog. It took me three books of, to like chair dog. Like, okay, is this a dog that's a chair, or is this what it's called? Because like, he doesn't even like describe. It. It's like uh, sat in a chair dog. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, great. Exactly. You know, that is, the, that is <laughs> right, so right. You have, basically, you have to really work hard when you, you it, when you read this book. You really have to work hard to figure out what's happening and connect all the dots that. Finally, yeah. you have a big picture after that, but yeah, yeah. it's really complicated and it's really it long. Is. Yeah, it's, and it's beautiful. Um, yeah. So, which book in the series is your favorite? It's really hard to tell for sure, man. I think the first one, the first mm -hmm. one is classic. I think it's yeah. like the introduction of it all, of it all, and and that's why I read. I didn't read. By the way, I just want to make sure that you um you guys um sorry about that it's okay <laughs> i was a brain brain freeze uh but uh <laughs> do it all know, the time the reason why i read like the second book the third book and the, the fourth one uh i stopped after the god emperor just to say but i i figured you know i do i did all my research after that uh, before i write a song i do a lot of research uh, but my favorite book is the first book because it, it really gives me um, um, I really wanted to read the the other books after that mm -hmm. you know yeah. Re I really want to dig further into that because of the first book yeah and, yeah I, I wish so you'd written I, I 10 more <laughs> yeah and it, but it's a really long process but I, I'm still young so I get the time right right I, I really get the time to read all of it those books yeah I, I keep on reading heretics and i get stuck about halfway and i've started yeah. it like eight times and i just i just need to sit down and finish the book you know yeah. um it just for some reason i just i just can't get into it as much as i have the other ones you know yeah, totally. I, I can see i'm enough end where i know what's going on i i understand where we're gonna head but i just like put it down for whatever reason and then i just forget to put it back up you know yeah exactly where uh where i stopped actually i think it's the fifth boot right yeah it's the yeah. Fifth one. exactly uh the same thing i read like for example uh the 51st pages of the book and after that i just put it down um i needed a break after a certain time you know after maybe uh i'm not sure may um how many pages uh the 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 first four books are maybe two thousand pages i needed mm -hmm. a break you yeah. some some time to relax before to um, diving into those books again. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Of the of the movie versions, which one is your favorite, or have you seen uh, any of the versions? Yes, I saw um, actually the all the versions. Uh, David Lynch version for sure is is a classic, but it's really odd, man. It's so odd. It's yeah, it's off. It's off kilter. It looks pretty. But yeah. the story's it's, off. It's, but I hear there's like a five and a half hour version out there, and which which may be the better version to see because it, it takes the time to tell the story, right? Yeah, of course. It's really it's really long. You have to. There's a. I would have liked to see um, Yudarovsky version. Yeah. <laughs> but the documentary is amazing. Like, uh, yeah, to see what he could cool. have done with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It would have but been you know, mine. My favorite version is definitely the um, Denis Villeneuve, um, mm -hmm. and it's really cool. 
because he is uh is from Montreal as well. So he's uh, he's from Quebec. I really relate with him um, in a way. Uh, and he's a big Dune fan, and I really love this this uh, you know I really love this director. Um, the beginning of his career, you know, before all of it, he was after we and he did movies in French also mm-hmm. are really good, um, excellent movies, and you know, I respect him a lot. Um, I think Dune, the first, uh, you know, I think he's his first movie, uh, for Dune is is really great. Mm-hmm. But I think it's kind and of part two is coming out this year. I think, yeah, it's mm-hmm. going to come out this year. Yeah, so you know, yeah, and it's coming like uh, at the beginning of March. Oh, nice! It's, it's it's sure that I will, I will go watch this movie for sure, man. But uh, I yeah. think it's like yeah, it's a little bit cheesy, man. It's a little bit like big Hollywood movie that mm-hmm. it's not in this. Uh, I think it's it's a little bit uh, far away for from his style initially. Mm, mm-hmm. um, too much action, maybe because he's he's really a atmospheric kind of guy. You know, he's mm-hmm. he takes the time to put um, every scene is important. Every uh, character in it often his his movies are really slow. And I think may uh, the first movie from from Dune. I think it is not my favorite movie for, from from uh, Denis Villeneuve. Mm. But you know, it's a. I think it's the best version that we're made. It's it's from, beautiful. Yeah, for John uh, Scorsese. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the Sci-Fi Channel version? It is the TV made for TV movie. Oh, I'm freezing. Um, excuse me, I didn't get it. No, yeah. yeah, I think I might be freezing up on mine. And uh, the Sci-Fi Channel, Science Fiction Channel, did a made-for-TV version. It was uh, about yeah, four yeah. and a half, five hours. Have you seen that, that version? Great. Yeah, I seen it. Uh, yeah. I think it's. Uh, I think this is a more. It's really respected well. What is Dune? What Dune mm-hmm. is all about? And I think it was really more representative of the the books. I think it respected more story in general so yes i really appreciated those uh mm-hmm. mini mini series mini series i really like like this yeah but they're I very faithful they're faithful to the books yeah, yeah for sure yeah but i think yeah to be honest i think denis villeneuve is uh is a better movie it's it's beautiful the pictures are really amazing yeah uh, the costumes really the, the look the whole look of the film is is stunning yeah, I mean, and the best scene is the ganja bar. Uh, it is so amazing. It's, um, I think it's one of my favorite scenes of the movie, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, uh, yeah, yeah. The influence that Herbert has. Um, I'm thinking there's another movie that has like a ganja bar kind of thing in it, but I can't remember what it is. 
where there's a scene where uh, the kid's putting his hand in a box. I'm like, that's the Gamja bar. I, I, I know what that is. is because he's feeling all this pain and always th- seeing these things. I'm like, come on, you guys got to get sued by Frank Herbert's estate. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's just brilliant, you know, but I'm going to switch gears a little bit because we could nerd out on Dune all night. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I would like to talk a little bit about your musical yeah, heroes, sure. like who some of your musical heroes are. Um, and have you been able to meet any of them? Hmm. Man, this is a big question for real. Um, to be honest, one of my yeah favorite um, singer of all time is, and you know, showman of all time is, I would say, musical hero is Ozzy Osbourne for sure, man. And it all. Everything that he does, he does it with passion, and he's uh, he looks like a humble person. Uh, he looks down to earth, even though he's he he, he was into drugs when he was uh, when he was younger, and he was like all over the place. You know, um, the last few years when he got sober, he seems like a calm per- calm person. He seems like a humble guy that you know he, he has a lot to say and yeah you know it's i think it's honorable to see this guy and want that he wants to continue even though um you know his accident and all that stuff mm-hmm. and, and operation i i think it's really i really admire him for uh, for his passion and he wants to continue nevertheless. So yes, uh, Ozzy Osbourne would be one of my heroes. I didn't have the chance to meet him in person. Uh, unfortunately, that would be sick. Maybe one day. I'm not sure. Yeah, he'll show um, up. At, he'll show up at a con- it'll, uh, one of your shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be out in the audience. He'll that, be out in the audience. Going. Fucking sick. louder. It's not possible, I know, but it would be fucking great. <laughs> um, awesome. You know, a lot of music. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Maybe another musical hero for me. You know, this. Do you know this band uh, called Priestess? They are from Montreal. I've heard of the. I know the name, but I've not heard the music. So, but I do know them. Chop, do you, are you familiar with them? What was it again? Priestess. Oh, yeah, I've heard of Priestess. I've heard of them, but I'm not familiar. Same with, with uh, Montag. I'm not familiar with their tunes. Yeah. It is um, a band from Montreal, and they, they got really, uh, really famous in some way in, in 2005 and after that. And I was a teenager at, at that time. And when I heard the first the first uh lp I was like oh my god this is really amazing music really straightforward rock and roll with touches of you know metal um stoner rock of course sounded a little bit like black sabbath and then really thought that it was incredible um this guy um mikey epsner is the sing lead singer and guitar player for uh in that band, Priestess, he always like blew me away. He really sings high, clean notes a little bit, and it, it really inspired me and really influenced 
influences me in what I do right now is high pitching singing with a clean vocal um, and he's a rhythm guitar excellent rhythm guitarist and you know this band really hit me up um, when they got and they got signed on on Sony uh, Sony uh, they got signed on Sony I think uh, on this major label and they they did their second album called Prior to the Fire and this is something something I tell you guys more progressive Mm -hmm. compared to the first album uh, Prior to the Fire's push to the limits you know it's rock and roll but at the same time it's uh, progressive a little bit metal in a way floored me completely man so yeah one of my hero uh, is Mike Hipner and I have the chance I had the chance to meet him um, and he told me that he he, he heard he heard about uh, Sons of Arrakis a few times so yeah I was really really flattered about that and it was just a big moment for me to meet him uh, in Montreal. Nice. That's awesome. That's cool. awesome. Well, speaking of touring, I know you have a tour coming up uh, yeah. in, in March. So what are you most excited about this uh, new tour? It is a new tour. Um, you know, I'm really excited because it's the first time that um, actually I'm really uh Really excited because uh, we uh, invited and we will host uh, Salim's band from uh, Los Angeles. It's a stoner rock band, uh, Desert Rock from LA, and it's been almost a year since I I I spoke to him at first to invite him in Montreal in in Canada, and Ryan and I really want to push. Uh, that that side of things we we really want to um to construct something in infrastructure in canada in quebec and ontario to invite people from other bands from the united states or europe to tour into canada because we want to as i told you earlier at first uh, the rock and roll scene metal scene in canada is really on the ground and we really want to build something um, that would be legit and that people would be interested in coming to Canada and offer something, yeah, you know, decent condition for bands to come. So, yeah, that's basically mm-hmm. our our main goal. And I'm really excited for this, um, that Talent's been accepted to to go to, to, to come to Canada with us. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited because... Um, you know the promo is going well. Uh, you, I'm 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 sure that Montreal will be sold out. Um, there's a there's also Quebec City that we we played with a band called Trash um, that has a EP release that day, so it's gonna be packed. Uh, we play with Occult Witches as well. Sherbrooke, it's a small town in South East. Um, Southeast of Montreal, maybe one hour, or one hours or or two hours drive from Montreal, and yeah, to to go to Toronto and Hamilton, it's in uh, in Ontario. It's always it's always cool to to see our friends from Ox, friends from uh, 
tumble electric chat that we like and enjoy playing to um yeah it's gonna be a nice vibe nice nice i'm just gonna take a break for just for one second your top i'm not sure if you can hear this uh yeah. Is the internet, is it kind of breaking up? Is this audio kind of getting garbled for you or not? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of. Okay. It, yeah. It, 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 yeah. I, it so, might just be the connection, yeah. uh, sure. Fred. Sure. Yeah. Weather affecting it. Yeah. So I just wanted to make sure it wasn't anything on my end. Um, so um, that's that's fine. Yeah, we're excited. To, it'd be nice to see you guys sometime. So, um, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to switch gears again here and we're going to do some hypothetical situations. We always like to kind of deal with hypotheticals. So, um, okay, Fred, an alien invasion. Okay. An alien shows up and asks (laughs) you to represent metal in three songs. What would those three songs be and why? (laughs) Easy, easy question, right? Yeah. Come on. There's no pressure. (laughs) Yeah. You know, man, you know what? I really fucking enjoy, uh, in terms of metal, really, I really enjoy Metallica, man. Uh, I know that it's, it's, it sounds a little bit odd, but uh, it doesn't sound really, really cool to say so, because I, I think Metallica is the biggest metal band in, in the universe, but I really enjoy Master of Puppets is my favorite album from uh, from Metallica. I would say Battery mm. would be one song that I would choose. This is, I think, a good choice. It's a really big song, big intro song for uh, Master mm-hmm. of Puppets. I would say Rain and Blood, uh, Slayer. I really like Trash Metal. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> other than that man uh i really love Meshuga too it's more into death metal and all that stuff more mm-hmm. into brutal and progressive death metal mm-hmm. but you know which is maybe cannibal corpse that like hammer smash face <laughs> something like that there you yeah, go plastic. Well, Covered in sores, yeah. Metal song. I think that that should be metal. I don't. I don't know, man. It might make the aliens think twice about invading us if we're writing Uh songs about getting smashed in the face or fucked with a knife. You know, yeah. 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 You know, just I come blood. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Okay, next hypothetical. If you could be a superhero for 24 hours, who would you be and what would you do with your day of power? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, I would say, you know, one of my the biggest value that I, I have in, is honesty. All right. I think it's not. Uh, I think. If I had a superpower, it would be to read people, other people, people's mind every time. Just mm-hmm. to make sure people are really honest with them. And I would feel comfortable as well into this because when you can hear other people's thoughts, it's, it's kind of comforting in a way, you know. You're, you're not 
you're not you're not fucking weird. <laughs> you're not <laughs> the the only weird person out there. Yeah, yeah. Every everyone is a little bit odd in a way. Yeah, yeah. chops on his own deep end. We don't want to get into what hits in his mind, but uh, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to, you don't want to take a, a walk through this this yeah, rose garden up here. Let me tell you. you know? <laughs> and you know, I just I just wanted to, yeah, maybe read other people's mind to make sure, yeah. Yeah, nice. People are honest. Yeah, honest. Okay. Uh, and the last hypothetical, um, if you could turn one horror movie into a concept album, what movie would you choose? Oh, I would choose Mandy uh, with uh, Panos Cosmatos. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's the name of the director. Um who does uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow as well. I'm not sure uh, oh. if it's the right name, but yeah. this movie, Mandy, with uh, Nicolas oh. Cage. Yeah. It That's is a trip. Yeah. It is phenomenal. Yeah. I've it not seen real. it, but I'll, I'll add it, it to my really, list. It's a total mindfuck, I would say. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's just really, really weird. Weird things like happening and you don't know what what's up. There's like hot characters like appearing out of nowhere, and they are really fucking ter- terrifying. Yeah. Uh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a pretty good horror movie, and it's cool to see uh, Nicolas Cage into this kind of role. He's a really good, mm-hmm. really good actor. Yeah. And it's it, it's cool to see him play in a different kind of movie from like the, the, the Phantom. I, I'm, I'm not sure like the ghost Rider or something like that. Right. right. Movies, but this movie is really phenomenal and I really appreciate this acting. Excellent. Excellent. Um, well, we are heavy metal horror. So while we're going to continue with this horror theme, um, yeah. what are, uh, aside from that one, what are some of your favorite horror movies? Uh, you know, Mandy the Black Mirror, uh, the, the the Beyond the Black Rainbow is really cool. Really appreciate it. Um, wouldn't say I would say that these are kind of my favorite movies, but I have so many other other movie that I like. I like the first the first two Scream mm-hmm. movies. I really think they're they are epic. Like it's like a classical horror movie uh, with all the, those rules, you know that. that um, that are really interesting, and I think uh, um, it's hard, man. Yeah. It's really hard it's questions, mean. guys. It's really fucking. It's okay. It's yeah, good. Well, You're doing a great right. job. Yeah. yeah, we got you. Yeah. Um, so, oh man, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> um, wait a minute. Another horror movie that I really enjoy. I will think about it, all right? And I, sure. I think it'd be nice to come back to it later. But I, yeah. I have to think a little bit more. No problem. Yeah, no when, problem. We meet, when we meet up with you guys and we get backstage passes from you guys, oh. so you can tell us your answer then. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have something in mind, though, at the moment. Sorry, guys. <laughs> like Midsommar. Midsommar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Really it's really crazy. disturbing. Yeah. Really disturbing. Um, Lately, I don't remember the the title of this movie, but it's a movie with Joaquin Phoenix. 
And it's not a horror movie, but it's the same director from Midsommar. He's in a psychosis and it's never ending, man. It's so... This movie is totally crazy. Uh, I really liked it, and but yeah, I felt bad. I felt bad after after three hours of psychosis. Wow! Really bad. <laughs> I'll have to check it out because Joaquin Phoenix is an amazing actor. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a really good movie. Yeah, Joker is so fucking depressing. Uh, it's yeah, realistic. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I mean, it's good, but it's it is brutal. It is hard to watch. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He's just a great actor, you know. So yeah, yeah. totally. Um. Okay, uh, now we're gonna. Uh, ask, I'm gonna ask you some uh, one-off questions. These can be about anything. Yeah. So, um, can you? Uh, oh, see. Aside from Frank Herbert, who are some of your favorite writers or some of your favorite books? I really like um, French writers like Albert Camus, who write uh, a book called L'Étranger, The Stranger. Um, it's really cool. I really like it's existentialist. I think that's how we said it in English too. Yeah, existential, right? Existential um, writers mm-hmm. um, like Albert Albert Camus. I really like like Russian literature as well, but it's really harsh to read. Like Dostoevsky, um, uh, Karamazov Brother was the last book I I read from um Dostoevsky, but it's really harsh man it's like a 2000 pages book yes it's 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 huge like war and peace it's colossal colossal man it's, yeah. but it, and but it's i felt like a it's a little bit of a waste of time to be honest to read <laughs> it's a it's little stark i felt that it was a little bit of a waste of time it was so fucking long so yeah yeah Yeah, we can well people didn't have anything to do back then so the the longer book (laughs) was better for them you know they don't have they don't have entertainment like we do yeah yeah, yeah. you know like like our show yeah right exactly right yeah people i got nothing else to do i'll watch heavy metal horror um i read uh, uh i read this book uh it's a really interesting book um that talks about the situation that um, Putin, like the uh, like uh, the, the the Russian president Putin, mm-hmm. and uh, it's an, actually a novel um, called Kremlin Mage, mm. and it is really phenomenal. If you want to understand more about the situation in Russia at the moment, it's really interesting to mm. read this book. So the Kremlin Mage. Uh, what else? Oh yeah, from Frank Franz Kafka, uh, oh. Metamorphosis is yeah. a really interesting book. And Kafka, there's, he's there's like a, a fever song. dream. He's like a night. You know his his stuff so yeah. so nightmarish. Yeah, 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 it's nightmarish for yeah. sure. It's almost all her books. Yeah, and you know this this guy just wake up. Um, being a bug yeah. basically and yeah. everything that revolves in, in everything that he knows just literal just change around him and he's a critic mm-hmm. critic of the of the uh society of the like uh, the early uh, 1990s um uh, society that is really interesting too and there's a song uh, in 
on uh, that will appear on volume two. The dog's barking, sorry, guys. But uh, there's a song that will appear on volume two that, that is called uh, Metamorphosis. Oh, so nice. yeah, I'm really inspired. Um, not only not only Doom, but you know, literature in general. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Kafka is a really big influence too. So many things. Uh, yeah, but I would say that for the moment. Yeah, yeah. This is really inspiring. I used to teach Kafka in my English classes um, from time to time. Uh, some of his short yes. stories, and uh, in the penal colony, you know, um, and then try to get students to uh, either watch or read the trial or you know the the, the castle. Uh, it's just. You just yeah, see this like nightmare of bureaucracy that that this this being shut out. You see all this horrible oppression. It's it's just if I'm you know I'm just too fucking depressed to read it most of the time. So it's like I just put it away. <laughs> it's like nope, no, nope, I, I got enough to deal with, Franz Kafka. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, no. totally. I I teach it. I teach Kafka to the metamorphosis. I I you know in my French class because I was a French teacher uh, at once. Um, and yeah, you know the the, the kids really liked it. You know, I teach like the the last year of high school at the moment, uh, at this moment, at that particular moment, and the, the students really enjoyed when we the the discussion that emerged from that book. Particularly. Oh yeah, that's yeah. that's great. That's great. Um, okay, we are going to play a couple games with you, uh, Fred. Yeah. The first game is called Blast Beats. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question, and you just give me an answer as soon as you can. Oh, man, I'm so shitty. No, it's fine. They're they're all simple. Mostly it's like a a multiple, like a a this or that kind of question, or a simple question. Like the first one is your favorite pizza topping. Yeah, pepperoni. Okay. Uh, Paperback or Kindle? Pepperoni. Pepperoni. Paperback or Kindle? Uh, Kindle. Um, favorite streaming service? Apple Music, I guess. Okay. Favorite cartoon character? Oh, um, Homer Simpson. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh! uh, favorite ice cream flavor? Yeah. Um, vanilla. I'm a vanilla guy. All right. Uh, dog or cat? Obviously, you have a dog, so I'm going to guess dog. 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 Yeah, dog, definitely. Justice League or the Avengers? Oh, man. None of them. <laughs> okay, all I right. I don't really like um, movies and all that stuff. I think it's really, yeah. I would say Avenger. Okay. Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars, definitely. Okay. Uh, Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster? The Loch Ness Monster is really a H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love Lovecraft. <laughs> I taught some Lovecraft in my in my English classes, too. It blew my students' minds out of the water. <laughs> I had a student who was a big fan of Twilight, and she came up to me and, yeah, yeah. and said, you know, I can never read Twilight again. Oh, I think Fred's gone. Oh, there he is. And I said, you're welcome. I am. You know. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, okay. Um, Dracula or Frankenstein? Uh, Frankenstein. Okay. How do you like your steak cooked? Um, raw. 
<laughs> there you go. Favorite sport? Um, running. Your favorite subject in school? Geography. Your least favorite subject in school? Math. Your favorite board game? Oh, there's a lot. Fuck. <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, there's so many, man. Uh, Starting to start to pick one. Uh, pass. <laughs> okay, back. no problem. Spielberg <laughs> or Tarantino? Uh, no, Tarantino. Tarantino. Okay. Your favorite Christmas gift? Socks. <laughs> All right. Uh, you're the best concert you've ever attended. You guys. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, man. Just say Mastodon. Okay. And the last one uh, for this one, for this game, your favorite line or scene from This Is Spinal Tap? Can you repeat, please? Your favorite line or favorite scene from the movie This Is Spinal Tap. Are you familiar with that um, movie? This one goes to the 11. There you go. Okay. <laughs> yes. Louder. That's right. That's right. This is one louder. Yes. Um, <laughs> This game is called the hot seat. It usually makes un- people a little uncomfortable sometimes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to name a band, and I want you to tell me your favorite album by that band. Okay. Okay. Black Sabbath. I think I know that one. Yeah, that's a reality. Mm-hmm. Judas Priest. Not much into Judas Priest, man. But I, I really like, but I'm. Never got into the albums, man. It's a shame. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, no problem. Uh, yep. Queensryche. Same, same thing. Okay. Um, same thing. Um, Iced Earth. Same thing. Motorhead. Hayes of Spades. Carcass. Mm, don't own this band. Never heard of this band. Okay. Uh, Dio. Same. Never got into the albums from Dio. Okay. Van Halen. Same. <laughs> All right. Um, the Beatles. Um, I would say the, black, the, the, the White Album. Okay. Rush. Hemisphere. Opeth. Never got into uh, listening to, to uh, Opeth albums. Okay. Uh, King Diamond. Same. All right. Iron Maiden. Uh, I would say, what's the album already? The, the title with the one with, um, yeah, I would say the number of the beast. Okay. And just a few more. Uh, Megadeth. Oh, I really like Megadeth. Um, Peace cells. Mm-hmm. Anthrax. Not getting too much okay. album. Anthrax albums. And Slayer. Rain and Blood. 
Mm-hmm. And last one, Kiss. Oh, shit. Destroyer. All right. Excellent. Oh, Excellent. Great. We've only got a few more questions um, to ask. This uh, this next one here is about uh, fandom. We are all fans of other artists. What is your favorite piece of memorabilia? I didn't get a question. Sorry, man. That's Maybe. fine. Because of the French barrier. Oh, that's language. fine. Um, you know, we, we everyone likes other artists. We're all fans yeah. of other people. Do you For have? Sure. Did you have you ever gotten something from another artist? Maybe something signed. The term in English is memorabilia, meaning something a memory you keep yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. like an autograph or a poster, a T-shirt, anything, a something or yeah, a pick, okay. guitar yeah. pick, something uh, that you got from another band that's really special or important to you. Do you have okay, a favorite? Perfect. A favorite piece like that. That makes total sense. All right. That's that's better for me. <laughs> good, Thank good. you for yeah. defining the terms. Oh, you're welcome. Um, no, I, did, I don't have anything. Um, I don't have any objects that I keep or something that uh, comes from another artist or something. I, I don't have this. I, mean, I, I think... I'm more, I'm not into objects that much when it's like sign things. I'm, I feel uncomfortable, uncomfortable when it comes to meeting uh, someone I really, that I really admire. I I feel like I don't want to disturb. I, I, I will keep like serving in a distance, but I don't want to, I want to, don't want to fucking be annoying and, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. Exactly. So what I mean people that I really admire, I just keep certain distance. And if it comes to to the, the to the occasion to, to speak to that person, to talk, it's really it's really just a gift for me, you know. For example, the the, the guy from Priestess that I really I really like, really enjoy, really admire. I didn't really you know, I just watched him from a distance and it just he spoke to one of my friends, just got into the conversation, and you know I just cherish those moments. But I'm not into I'm not material materialistic. I'm not into keeping objects, keeping things. Really want to keep the memory in here. Um, it's really what's most val- valuable for me. Mm-hmm. Change. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. Um. And last, the last question: um, Do you have any hidden talents? If so, tell us about <laughs> one. Um, you know, uh, teaching is a hidden talent for me. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a hidden talent, but you know, most people when they when they come to our shows, they they see a musician and they don't see a teacher. Mm-hmm. I'm a really caring person, and. It, I think um, I really like teenagers. That that's I think they are so fucking real and honest, and they they are pure at that age. You know, they just don't give a fuck. <laughs> so that's what I really like, and I I I tend to be really understanding with them 
and you tend to trust me a lot. Yeah. So yeah, maybe this this is one of my hidden talents and inter interested interesting tend to uh, try to interest them to the world in which we live in uh, by teaching them geography, history, and to uh, inspire them to think in the society in a different way, maybe. Yeah. Or yeah. understanding the the major. Um, challenges that, that we will meet in the future as well yeah and yeah. the challenges that of our world finally mm -hmm. and yeah i really like when they to see the stars in, our, in their their eyes and see their interest and in what i can offer them um yeah that's yeah that's one of my maybe inspire people into thinking um thinking society and yeah yeah i think that's pretty much it that's wonderful I, i think the best teachers are there to teach you not how not what to think but how to think if you can teach them exactly. to think to think critically about the world about themselves and to know that they are comfortable enough in coming to you and and being vulnerable that's a really special yeah. place and uh yeah, absolutely. yeah i yeah. think so too and I, that's i heard that you you are a teacher as well is that it yeah i teach english um at a, at the college level i uh i teach freshmen college freshmen and uh tell, teach a developmental composition and uh regular composition classes so amazing and, uh, yeah i i really do like it and because i i try to find a really simple way you know i my mantra is kiss keep it simple stupid and for me not them because i try to teach the way i would want to be taught and i boil down You know, because no one wants to take composition. I get that. No one likes English class. So, uh, but I try to help them understand and give them a really simple process and help them understand why they're learning how to write so that they can find success in every college writing situation they'll find themselves in. And once they internalize that process, they really are like, they feel free, like, oh my God, I wish I'd learned this before. And now I feel so much better about how to write. Yeah. And that's, that's, you know, and that's wonderful. You know. Yeah, it's like basic method to to express what you think, and if you can express what you think, and also express opinions, you can also uh, exercise like critical thinking, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is which is which is a major importance in our society, especially that more and more the, the facts are less and less important. In a way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and our educational yep. system, at least in the states, is geared toward not making critical thinkers, but obedient servants and and, and workers. Yeah, and that's the problem, yeah. you know. And it's, yeah. I think it's the same thing everywhere, man. It's, a, it, I think, you know, Canada and the United States re, are really similar in in so many ways, uh, and I think, um, you know, the Western civilization, the Western culture, uh face the same challenges in terms of education you know we 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 need workers we need like a society to to roll economically yeah. speaking but we also need people that will think the society and to shape it and to be like if well, yeah to 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 exercise like critical thinking to exercise to 
make people think, you know, um, in an ethical way. So mm-hmm. yeah, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, it's one of my hidden talents nice. to work with those really? kind of. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So, before we head out, could I ask you to do a bumper for our show? You know, introduce yourself. Fred from Sons of Arrakis, and you are watching heavy metal horror, you know, something like that. Yeah, for sure. Of course, man. I'll let you take it away. What's up? I'm Fred from Sons of Arrakis from Montreal, Canada, and you're listening to heavy metal horror. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Yeah. 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 I want to thank you again for spending some time with us, Fred. Um, we wish you the very best of success on this tour. And and hopefully one day, Chop and I will will just drive yeah. on up and come see you. We would love that. That would be really, really cool to see you guys in Montreal, for sure, man. Uh, hit me up whenever you're you're on the road, whenever you want to go to Canada, Toronto. When We are often in Toronto as well. So, uh, yeah. If you plan to come, just hit me up, and that would be really fun. Really that would, fun. That'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. We're gonna do yeah. our outro, and we're gonna invite you to bring up the horns with us. Okay, so here we're gonna. Go. You guys just just want to say also one one other thing. Thank you very much for inviting me. It was really fun. It was really challenging for me. Um, I needed to practice my English, anyways. You did a fantastic job, Thank and we are we're honored that you spend time with us. Much. We appreciate it. Yeah, we're um, privileged. Thank yeah, you. and and yeah. we're just really big fans uh, of your music. So, um, it's really it's great music to get high to. I have to say, you know, <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a big uh, big can- big cannabis fan. <laughs> so, um, all right, we're that's, gonna. That's... Oh, sorry. Go oh, ahead. All right, man. No. And yeah. Oh, you're breaking up. Sorry, the, the if audio. If you're a cannabis uh, fan, it's all really good stuff. So can yeah, I can hear you now. So what is the, what is Canada's take on cannabis? What what is it legal there? Is it illegal? No, it's legal actually. From uh, from Pacific Ocean to the Atlantic Ocean to the Arctic to until the U.S. border is totally legal to buy to buy cannabis nice. so yeah fantastic so yeah, yeah. yeah. my move into canada yeah <laughs> well it's finally <laughs> starting to spread around in the states i think i think we got wise of like how much money there is to be made in, in a safe industry where, where there's regulations and it's it's made by people who know what they're doing because you know there's botanists and horticulturalists and there's so many strains and if you can you know you're not buying it from the cartel you're not buying it for some drug dealer you're going to a state sanctioned yeah. and government approved facility where it's a good product so i'm glad i'm exactly. grateful finally exactly. to get some you know <laughs> access to uh to cannabis so exactly uh, yeah. this is really interesting for that it's like not criminals that will benefit from from this that's actually the state so yeah right maybe, so, that's, well, that's maybe good. it is a better idea yeah well that's good because then we will certainly be bringing some also, cannabis like, up the consumption for for younger people <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. right and, and it takes away the power of the cartels it also you know the states and where we have yep. free access to cannabis you see a lot of you know opioid use go down you know um which is which is that's great true. you know yeah yeah, yeah. So, so too, man. Okay, well, we're gonna I think get out of here. Really good idea. Oh, 
sorry, I keep on talking over you, Fred. I'm sorry. My apologies. No, it's, it's totally fine, man. It's just it's, it cuts a little bit, and I'm at a hard time to follow, but it's totally good, man. Good. Okay, well, we are going to do our outro, and then we are going to get out of yeah. here. So you can find Heavy Metal Horror on unsaneradio.com. Listen to full episodes or download to your device. You can find us on Facebook, Heavy Metal Horror Podcast. On Instagram, look for Montag Lewis, one word. And if you're on Facebook, you got to look for Sons of Arrakis. And our YouTube page, Heavy Metal Horror Podcast. Don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button. If you know someone who'd like our show, tell them about us. This has been Montag, Master of Illusion. Top top. You've been watching and listening to. All right, Fred, bring up the horns. Get the horns up. Heavy metal, metal. horror. Yeah. <laughs> nice. This is Doug Helbring, and you have been listening to Heavy Metal Horror, the best podcast that you've never heard before. <laughs>